Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, yeah, I forgot my intro. We were Ikeless today. Ikeless? Uh, in, in Ike's, in, in Ikeless, Ikeless, like, in Ikeless, like, likeness place. Like, yeah, Jesus, I can't talk. Uh, we have Liam here. Hello. Uh, oh, our intro, sorry. Uh, welcome back to Back to the Cinema, the best destination for all things movies, movie making more. This is the uh, first ever episode of backstage bounty which has mainly been on our tiktok but of the day that we're recording this the mandalorian season three has ended uh you were hearing this two days later so we're gonna just talk about the mandalorian we're gonna try our absolute best to not sway to other star wars topics because this could go on so many tangents this could go on for so many tangents but uh you guys will be hearing liam probably next week or two weeks from now so with that being said, we're about to dive in, but Liam, uh, what is your, how do you get onto Star Wars? Onto Star Wars in general? Yeah, explain. Um, because you were not into Star Wars when we were little. No, I wasn't. Um, so you were the one that had always told me how great Star Wars was because you grew yep. up on the Clone <laughs> Wars and every single time we would hang out, you would mention Star Wars in some capacity. Uh, and I never got around to watching it because I wasn't super into movies back then. Um and then 2017 hits, and The Force Awakens is coming to theaters. 15. It's 15? We're old, dude. Yeah, we are old. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, yeah, Force Awakens gets announced, and uh, so my parents decide that we should all get caught up on Star Wars as a family. So over the course of about two weeks, we watched um, in chronological order um, all six of the original Star Wars films. And then we went and saw Force Awakens and the sequels and everything in the theaters after that. And right after, um, what was it? It was soon after. Um, what? When did uh, Mando season one come out? Was it uh, COVID year? So it was twenty twenty. It was between. Was it after Rise of Skywalker or between? It was after. Okay. So oh yeah. no, it was it was in between. That's what I thought. They did the the spoiler for when Grogu healed Mando. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's crazy. So yeah. Nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Right around when Mandalorian season one came out, that's when I started really getting into Star Wars. Um. And it's all been d- downhill. I guess it's been downhill. Uh, I'd say it's it's getting up there sometimes. Yeah. So, w- what's your to, to kick off the Mando discussion, I guess. What's your uh, ranking in of the three Mando seasons? Oh, I thought you were going to say Star Wars Disney Plus shows. No. Just, uh, just... Of the seasons? Uh, let's do the first two seasons. We can do the final three at the very end. Season one is the best season. of Agreed. the Or first two, and then season two. So I think you may be able to get a hint of where I will rank season three. I'm going to assume you're going to rank it the same way as well. Most likely. Uh, but yeah, it, for those of you who are living under a rock, Mandalorian is the show where Baby Yoda, as some of you call him, uh, is like the main character, but not actually. His name is Din Djarin. Um, I will say this before we even hop into the episode, or not, well, this is our episode, the season. Din Djarin has quickly became one of the most likable characters in all of cinema history, in my opinion. I would rank him probably number three in Star Wars characters of all time. This goes Anakin, Darth Vader, Din Djarin. <laughs> Likeable or memorable? Both. He's like, just sick. Okay. His armor is cool. His voice is cool. 
It's that's an interesting list. Is child school. I'm also for those of you who don't know, which is pretty much all of you, I also am obsessed with Mandalorian culture. So like ninety nine percent of what I own <laughs> is like Mandalorian helmets and I'm looking to buy dark saber. So if anybody knows who has a dark saber, I need one. I would love to have this is kind of a tangent a little bit, but kind of on what you're saying as well. If I was to have one like costume replica it would be a mandalorian suit of armor it would be sick i would love to have that like even over like a clone trooper armor or darth vader suit i think mando armor is just the coolest i agree and they're so customizable which is what we learned in the season so anyway I, we're not really going to take it by ep- episode by episode because um minor spoilers well we'll go into spoilers but to be to be honest the best way to describe the season was underwhelming mm-hmm a few episodes were great, but a lot of them I kind of just left off like, man, that's not very good. <laughs> a, a lot of it, to me, I would say felt directionless, yep. or, or may, maybe not directionless, because it, it did come around in the end. Like, you, you, see, where all the, kind of. you see where all the story threads were going. Yeah. They, they all had the same destination. Maybe, um, maybe you can't do it in one word, but all I was thinking throughout the season was a lack of urgency. Like, there wasn't... There was never a deadline. There was never a deadline introduced. Yeah. It was just, here's your your seasonal or your episode antagonist, be it an actual villain or just a, a scenario, and then they deal with it, and then on to the next. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I enjoy this season. I got to say that now because I'm going to probably be super nitpicky. But I've seen this argument that uh, the reason that people are so disappointed in the season is because Andor was like such a shock of how good it was. Um, and, and I disagree with that statement just based on the fact that we kind of expect that Star Wars is going to be good. It's why people hate the sequels, because you expect Star Wars to be good. And this was a good season, but good is probably like the most generous word I will use to describe it. Um. I have a quick question, actually. What do you think set the standard for good Star Wars? Because I, let's be honest, it's not the prequels. It wasn't. It wasn't the prequels. I wouldn't even say it was the original trilogy. As groundbreaking as it, it was, was, Empire Strikes for Back for its time. Yes, Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest movies of all time for a reason. It's not because it's a Star Wars movie. It's because of the movie isms that are in it. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's what that's what broke the ground. But also. When Disney bought Star Wars, Disney's at its peak, right? I mean, Disney has made more money since, so I, they're not really at their peak. They're, they're always going up, which kind of sucks. But the expectation for Star Wars was so high. And I think The Force Awakens was good. I think we all enjoyed it. But there's just little things in those movies that you're like, eh. But I think the reason the expectation is so high is when The Mandalorian came out, it was sh- like it was a huge shock because the first live-action Star Wars show, we're not used to this. But we're now in an era where every single show is just an absolute banger. And The Mandalorian went from like one of my favorite shows of all time to it is slowly falling. I mean, that's not yeah. even slowly. It has quickly fallen I, to the wayside. I think um, as Star Wars has ventured more into TV shows that it's becoming less, I don't want to say less cinematic, but it's it's being compared more and more to other TV shows yeah. rather than to other Star Wars. Like, for example... Uh, Game of Thrones, The Last of Us currently, mm-hmm. uh, The Boys, I've seen people compare to, which I think is a stupid comparison, mm-hmm. but I but, saw this today, and this is, I guess we'll dive into it. 
this was a really good tweet that I saw. Uh, somebody gave the the season finale, which is I guess is mostly what we'll talk about, a seven out of ten, and they said the difference between the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch is that the Bad Batch is an animated show. You, and this was pointed towards Dave Filoni, cannot be giving us filler in an eight episode run. Mm-hmm. Twenty episodes in the Bad Batch, you can give us filler and it's going to work. And I'll say that, uh, yeah, episode six of the show sucked. I hated it. Which Lizzo and Jack Black. Oh yeah, I I'm, ba- I'm bad at keeping track of what happens in which episode, but I I remember all the events. Yeah, that episode, there was maybe what eight minutes, nine minutes of it was good of actual like yeah like uh season based story like yeah the the ending scene where Bo-Katan fights Axe that was cool that's that's pretty much the only thing that needed to happen in that episode to serve the whole season yeah and then yeah and I'll I'll say that about season 1 and 2 season 1 I don't think has much filler episode 5 which is the gunslinger the one with uh uh, the wannabe on, uh, Han Solo. on Tatooine. Yes, yeah. awful episode. That may be the worst yep. live action episode. When, when I was when I was catching up on Mando for season three, it was. Did you skip it? it? Was no, I didn't. But it was glaringly obvious yeah. that that was the the bad egg of the yeah. bunch. I think season one is so good because it's standalone. Season two is still good, but it it is it is like the MCU. It is just cameo heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's filler in season two. Season three was like 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 you said. There's no urgency. They're like, we'll just take our time. Yep. So I think we'll mainly talk about the last two episodes. But as we dive in, here are the plot points that really matter in the season. Episode one tries to establish IG-11 again. Uh, in fairness, and we'll talk about it, they executed that one pr- perfectly. When the show ended, mm-hmm. or the season ended, they got that one out of the way. Yeah, it, I'm glad that came around because it was a bit... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grogu, this is the biggest debate i've been seeing grogu existing in the show in my opinion i think that this season ended off really well for grogu and i was fine he was back you got mando with the dark saber or sorry din with the dark saber mm-hmm. god T- we'll get to technically that. you do have mando with the dark saber because it was multiple mando oh but we'll get to that i was uh, pissed <laughs> really yeah i was really ticked oh yes about what happened. yes i was also upset about that um I'll give them this, and I did not watch any trailer. I thought Bo-Katan was going to be the antagonist. They were like setting it up in the in the trailers, in the promotional things that Bo-Katan was going to turn. Yeah, they did a really good job, and not like I didn't expect her to stay good the whole time. Um, we had actually talked about uh the armorer being a bit sus in in some of her mannerisms, yeah, we'll just be, being a little bit <laughs> questionable. Uh, yeah, fruity, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about fruity. But... Mm, no. Uh, Moff Gideon's return, I thought, was handled awful. Like, it was really awful. It, it felt... It, it, I don't want to say forced. it felt like... It felt forced. All, all puns intended, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't as bad as somehow Palpatine returned, because that was that's the most forced villain return that's ever existed. But yeah. it did feel like season three was... Obviously, this wasn't the, the case, but it felt like it was being made... Um, as if the episode would come out, they would get feedback, and then they would make the next episode based yes. on that feedback. Because I'm sure a bunch of people share my sentiment where there felt like no urgency and mm-hmm. no actual threat to the Mandos. And then, oh, Moff Gideon's back. Now there's an actual antagonist. Yeah. And that was one thing that did poorly is you know he's lurking in the shadows, but you didn't show it. And I'll say this. This is one of the plot points that they did not tie up at all. They have the end credit scene where... Um, Captain, 
whatever your name is, I feel bad, uh, goes and finds the Imperial shuttle. Oh yeah, this plot um, point, by the way, the whole stuff Carson, on Coruscant, Carson, Carson Teva. Teva, yeah, Carson Teva. Um, he finds Moff Gideon's shuttle, and at that point, you're kind of hyped. You're like, oh, he's back. Mm-hmm. But it's the whole Beskar alloy. Mm-hmm. Never once is that brought up again. Well, it's I think it's assumed that it was the. Uh, the dark troopers, the the, new, the, the dark trooper, not the dark troopers, the commandos on that were based out of Mandalore. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they they could have made that a yeah. lot clearer. It 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 led it to believe that like they're gonna go after the Mandalorians because they think the Mandalorians are at fault. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. again, the New Republic doesn't care at all about what happens in the Outer Rim. So. Straight up at that point, and uh, again, they're also growing. But the, I guess let's just talk about these last two episodes. We've been saying let's talk, and we're just kind of ram- <laughs> there's just too much to talk about. Yeah. Too much good, too much bad. Um, so let me do a quick, like as quick as I can, a recap of last week because I thought last week was one of my favorite episodes of the show. I still think episode three of season one is the best yep, we've ever got. The sin, that's my favorite. So freaking good. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Uh, so Bo-Katan and Mando are finally doing what they're going to do. And she, obviously, the whole season, Bo-Katan joined the cr- uh, the clan, brings her... They're not really night owls anymore. I think they had a, a specific clan name, but... I don't remember. They made a, maybe called them that once or twice. Yeah. All the Mando or all the Mandalorians are back, and they're going to retake Mandalore. Great. We're, we're getting set up for a great finale. Uh, obviously, they get ambushed after the whole pirate, or kind of like... Thing. I, they're not pirates. They, they get they on the float, and then that the, was sweet. the monster crushes the ship. I will say that there are an ungodly amount of monsters. It basically felt like every time they didn't know where to go with the story, they just had a big monster come out of nowhere. Yeah, well, like it's not a good thing. Like the first time he went to Mandalore, and it's those weird humanoid creatures that yeah, show up. Those are awful looking. Yeah, I did not like them at all. Yeah. but then then you had the spider. Then you had the big flying one. Yeah, you had the the turtle crocodile, and I think it was episode one. Wait, what was the flying one? Uh, it was the one where Paz Vizsla's son gets captured. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and then you have this big yeah, that, monster. That, that goes to show how forgettable some of these uh episodes yeah, were. Yeah, the only highlight three. in that episode was Grogu's backstory. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that scene. So they get they get onto Mandalore and obviously get ambushed. And the episode, by the way, is called "The Spies," not "The Spy." We already know who the spy was because mm-hmm. the second that chick, I forget her name, was on screen, you're like, "Oh yeah, yep. she's still bad." Mm-hmm. Um. So going into this week, obviously, because it ends with Mando's being captured, uh, Paz Vizsla has one of the most glorious deaths you will ever see in Star Wars. I, I was actually, I, I was upset that he died, but I was really happy with the way they treated it, because he went out like a badass. Yeah. Unfortunately, we never get to see, like, his son's reaction. Like, he never, get, like, yeah. finds out. He, even at, at the end of the season, because he, he shows back up, his, yeah, Ragnar shows end. back up, and then... Yeah, Ragnar's it, a sick name, by the way. I fully is. expect we'll see him again. Obviously, we'll see him again, but I think he could become a more prevalent character. I, I would like to see him become a companion to one of the main yeah. Mandalorians. Maybe Din, or not? Or sorry, Din. But Din. we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um. So going into this week, we have a lot of conversation pieces. Who's the other spy? Because the Star Wars, especially with these live action shows, even in the Clone Wars and Rebels, every single episode title has a metaphor mm-hmm. and. Uh, not an alliteration, but you know what I'm trying to say. So who are the I, others? I, I don't actually. Who are the other spies? You know, it, it, it's exactly what it states. It's oh, yeah. about the spies, but there's yeah. something else behind right. it. Right. So we all know the one spy. So everyone's speculating the armor or axe wove because everyone's like, how did he get up there? Uh, like, he conveniently left. And I want to mention that real quick. How the hell did he get to space? Because they made it very clear that there's like a barrier over 
Mandalore that they have no access to communicate with. Oh, people, like the storm, and they ca- yeah, they cannot get through that. So like conveniently, well, he can get through it. I think they can get through it. Yeah, I I, I will say probably like eighty five percent plot armor that he oh, yeah. made it through the storm with just his jetpack. Yeah. But and correct me if I'm wrong, if you know this, but I'm pretty positive in Rebels or not Rebels. It's like a book. It may not be the Soka book, but it may be part of the Boca timeline. They mentioned that like. You, you, you like most ships are not getting through that. But how did he get through? They, that? I think yeah. they just forgot. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably really... had to do that just for a plot convenience because in the previous episode they had said that he needs to fly up and get reinforcements from the fleet. Yeah, and then he just does it. I think it would have made more sense if he had gone. Well, yeah, the whole communication barrier thing kind of messes that up. I was gonna say he should have gone with the armor and the wounded mandos. But then he wouldn't have known about the ambush. So exactly. So there is really a lose a losing situation. Well, we want to know what happened to Din, and I'm going to be honest. I was having this awful gut feeling that he was going to die. I knew that they wouldn't just because they announced the movie, and it was mm-hmm. very heavily promoted with the limited fan art and actual concept art that it was like Mando and Ahsoka and potentially the Rebels characters because they will never die, and I want them to. Um, respectfully, like I do enjoy them. Speaking of Rebels characters, was the dude in the bar yes. okay? Same dude from Rebels. Yes, okay, which I love because I haven't watched Rebels that. yet, so it's it's hard to get through. I tried to rewatch it recently and I can't. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> At least season one, it's <laughs> that the most gives childish. Me hope. It's the most childish show ever. That's great. Which is not awful. Anyways, so those were like the big things we were. Th- oh, and then like Moff Gideon, we want to know like what are in those tanks. Uh, the 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 the. Well, that was that was explained. It was in this episode. Yeah, but I'm I'm not talking like pre today. We'll oh, okay. See. Oh, you're then, still talking about spies. Yeah, the lead, the legion. It wasn't the legion. The, sh- the ca- uh, shadow council. That was sick. Yeah, I did really like that. that really I I originally thought sequels. that they were spies, quote unquote. Yeah, that's but I, those are just the imperial remnant leaders. Yeah. Um, seeing Hux's dad, right? Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Um, which he he basically orchestrated the entire first order. So that's why the line about I need Praetorian guards was sick because you're like, yeah. yes. Because that explains why Praetorian Guards even exist yeah. in the first place. And order. respectfully, I know that we all kind of dislike the sequels to some advantage. You got to keep it canon. Yeah. <laughs> if you change it now, you're going to look awful. And, and I will say, on first viewing, the Praetorian Guard scene with Rey and Kylo, it's a it's a fun fight to watch the I first still time. enjoy it. It's definitely hard with the choreography. You can yeah. tell the issues, but if, it's still if, it's if visually you, very If cool. you squint, it's a cool fight. Yeah. So... Then a couple of days ago, we find out the runtime, and this is where I immediately got concerned. And again, I liked the finale. Did you like the finale? Yeah. You made it seem like you liked the finale, but we tried not to talk about it. It was short. It was short. I think I think they could have had a couple new scenes that fill in some gaps or answer yes. some questions. Here's one scene that we should have added. Literally, right off the bat, Din gets saved by Grogu, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because he is with bow when they escape so yeah. how did he end up back there? that was my first question when i was watching the episode where did grogu even come from no idea i'll be honest though i love that suit r.i.p to ig12 that was awesome i loved every second of him I'm, in that suit i'm gonna be honest i'm not the biggest fan of it dude i the I, scene where the yes 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 was, okay that was phenomenal i i like I like the execution i just don't like the concept i think putting grogu in a metal suit is kind of like 
this is a horrible comparison, put into bionicles in their exosuits no, that, you know, because right. it hinders their original purpose. Yeah. So with Grogu being in the droid suit, it's kind of like, it's it's a cool um, interaction yeah. for for Din as well because, you know, his, his, his youngling is now in a droid yeah. that he had a connection with. And that's cool. But I, I'm not... Like it, it worked for the story. I'm just not the biggest fan. Of In it. all seriousness, though, it's simply plot armor. It really because is because you really cannot bring Grogu to Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing that you're kind of like, oh, interesting. Then we get, and this was this is what disappointed me. We straight like sim- right off the bat, we get the the grand finale, the big fight with Moff Gideon and Din. Which I'm gonna be honest, we all fool- I at least fully expected he was gonna lose. Like Moff Gideon has been training, being pa- oh, actually no, before that it was a clone scene oh yeah yeah because they get through our oh but yeah r5's a legend by the way i love R5. was r5 there the whole time yeah. I, I totally no, forgot when, about when him they, when they when they first get back to mandalore when they exit the uh the flagship he's he's with them. okay because that i totally forgot he was even there yeah yeah so but yeah uh, the the speaking of r5 the mouse droids r.i.p to that one mouse droid <laughs> dude, backed dude, off the edge fell? yeah I, that was great i love that yeah but yeah, so there's the whole scene about the clones. I'm going to be honest, this was handled poor, so poorly. We knew from season two, and I guess it's a good callback, that Moff Gideon is trying to clone. And at first we're all like, oh, it's for Snoke. It's actually for himself. Mm-hmm. And he has this awful throwaway line like, you just destroyed the better version of me because I had the Force. Yeah. Which, was it sounded awful, but it's also a good callback to season one. That's the reason he wanted Grogu. Mm-hmm. The reason he captured Grogu was to get the Force power, which we kind of already knew. But that's it. You get one throwaway line for the biggest yeah. issue. Like the that was one of the biggest plot like lines. The, pretty much. I feel like the reason, well, not the reason, but I feel like having it be uh, Gideon clones instead of Snoke clones um, brings the the story a bit more personalized to oh, yeah. Mando itself. Oh. So like you can watch all three seasons of the Mandalorian and you have a consistent yeah. story with no other external like outputs. Yeah, especially because the Bad Batch very clearly, spoiler alert, is setting up Snoke. Therefore, it also kind of alludes, I guess, that maybe he was a clone in this season because we don't necessarily, like Moff Gideon straight up could have died on the ship or like, when they attack the Imperial shuttle, he like survives enough that they can bring him back and transport his memory into a different clone. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of them and they're all alive. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest, I don't think we've seen the last of him. He, his death was pretty awful. I, I think we have seen the last of him, to be honest. I don't, I don't think that because there should have been an end credit scene, but we can talk about that in a little bit. You know, what's funny. This was the only Mando episode that I actually skipped to the end to see if there was an end credit scene. Because I was actually expecting one. You have to expect end credit scenes with everything. Also, it's called The Return. Ahsoka is setting up Thrawn. Thrawn was mentioned last episode. That's right. That's what I thought. I'm like, oh, Thrawn's coming back, baby. They wouldn't do that, though. They should have. And we can get I I don't think they should have. I only think they should have for one reason. Moff Gideon does not believe he exists. He's basically, uh, he's he's basically, like if this is a horrible analogy, and I could probably get in trouble for this, but I don't care. If Thrawn is God, he's an atheist. He doesn't believe that <laughs> that he exists. So that scene last episode was so perfect because they're all looking around at each other, like you know, because they're all afraid of Thrawn. Thrawn is not necessarily a bad guy. Like obviously, when you watch Rebels, you'll understand. Yeah. He's he's sweet though. 
So that's what I I expected the return. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna be that. Then we got Bo Katan who comes down to fight Moff Gideon. This is my one complaint with this season, and this is not really an issue because I know that Pedro Pascal was doing a billion different things. I wish that the fight with him and Moff Gideon was like helmets get destroyed and they're just bloodying it out because we never see him take off his mask this season. Yeah, that's true. Frustrating. I I don't think it's that frustrating. Um, because you need it's, that one scene <laughs> every single season. Well, yeah. I think it's just better to have it as a return to form because in... Did he take it off in season one? Yeah. You remember when he... Oh, like, IG-11. Up, that's right. Blown up, blown up, and he saves him. He yeah. Invested. Yeah. I love that scene so much. How did I forget about season. that? That's such a good ending to a, to a season. Yeah. Um, I miss Cardoon as well. I'm just saying that. I much. miss season one. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah, Cardoon was great. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? about Right, about your thing about the fight. I think... Um, the only way they could have had their armor get destroyed in any way is if um, when the ship crashed in. That was pretty lame, but yeah. If if that had happened earlier in the fight and it was less um, destructive, then they could have used yeah. like some of the debris as, as a way to get rid of some of their armor. Yeah. But then again, it That's is Beskar. True. Yeah. And the only thing that breaks Beskar is literally nothing. So. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we also got to see the Praetorian guards fight then. That was cool, and then they mm. fight Grogu. And I'll be honest, that scene had me like on the edge. I was, I was, I was about to get teary eyed. I thought Grogu was gonna die. I, I'm gonna be honest. I thought he might pull like a self sacrifice to save Din. That's what when, I thought when they were and fighting. Dude, I was like getting teary eyed. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Grogu's gonna do it. He's um, gonna save. One thing that I did find kind of funny though, and you mentioned this earlier with his IG12 suit being simply plot armor. When the when when the Praetorian guards are going after them, there's like three or four times where they swing and they miss, and I couldn't yeah. help but laugh. It's it's Very clearly it's it's this tall, skinny right, robot yeah. that's walking backwards slowly, and you're a Praetorian guard, yeah. and you miss a clean slash across the chest. How do you do that? Yeah, Axe Wove at this point basically does the 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 classic. Uh, captain's death but obviously he survived yeah so as he's crashing this was this fight by the way no one is talking about i'm seeing as axe wove is bringing the ship down and did you ever watch any of the trailers no so they allude to that there's a big space battle like mm-hmm. people expected there to be a big space there's no space battle there's no yeah and i'll I, be honest I, I, how I think... the hell did the tie fighters or the tie interceptors not see them they literally i was thinking i was thinking the exact same thing when it's i watched that the interceptors or the what are they called? The Mando ships. Uh, I know that the small ones are Fang fighters, and then whatever the size-looking ones are. Is are, are they all called gauntlets, or is that just no? Yeah, gauntlets and, and Fang fighters. Those okay, are the two. So they go down into the storm, and then we get a, a hold shot on the top of the storm. I want to say see... no more five seconds. Yeah, no, it's not a very long shot. We see Concordia in the background, and there's a silence, and then the interceptors come up out of the clouds, and the first thing I thought of was a meme that came out at the end of season two in the finale where it, it you know that format from the umbrella academy where it's oh, the two yeah, people yeah, driving yeah, by yeah. the car and it was um oh my gosh luke skywalker showing up in his x-wing and then it was boba fett leaving in his yeah the slip slip, one. The, yeah oh sorry that was the first thing i thought of uh starfighter yeah. oh yeah the starfighter right you can't say yeah. yeah the original name that was the first thing i thought of because i immediately thought of a new meme where it's Mandalorians in their fleet and 
the tie interceptors. <laughs> how how did they not see them? And you yeah. can't pull the thing where it's like, oh, well, the storm caused interference because they went down yeah, and like, up they in the same spot. Like some of them, somebody should have crashed into each other. Also, this season, this episode was missing Boba Fett. It would have been really cool if somehow like they were able to get like Axwell was able to contact him. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm just fan theory, like fan fantasies at this point. But getting back on track, the fight between. The, the Super Commandos mm-hmm. and the Mandalorians in the air. Perfect. It was pretty cool. I, I have a few complaints. I want to hear your complaints because I have a few as well. <laughs> okay, so the first thing is when the Mandos are flying in back into the cave yeah. from, from the surface, they do the exact, and I mean the exact same shot that they did when the Super Commandos yeah. showed oh, up yeah. in the previous exact episode, same, yeah. which I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing because I feel like doing it in the same framing. They're all Mandalorians. They're going to fly the same exact way. Yes, I get that. But do you have to do the same camera shot? Even no. though, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm still on the fence about that shot, but that's a real, that's a serious yeah. pick. My main complaint about the fight is that they should have like stopped in the air, I feel like, rather yes. than just fly yeah. past each other and shoot. Like, it's not a dog fight. You have yeah. full control in the air. Yeah. I thought it was sweet, though. The armor was sick. Mm-hmm. Like, that was cool. My favorite moment of the entire one, and first off, I love Costa Reeves. Uh, She's amazing. Mm. the The part where she like like midair, the missile's coming at her, so she drops, goes like slides across thing. Yes, across the dock, and like puts her knee down, and then the knee rockets, which we haven't seen since Boba Fett used them. Yeah, that was perfect. That was I cool. That. But that was like also we never saw the end of that fight. That fight kind of just stopped. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just no. It, uh, we did see the end of that when Axe crashed the flagship in. Oh yeah, um, they all, they all you, you see the Mandos flying out, yeah. and the super. You never see the super super commandos again. It's assumed that they all just died. Yeah. So basically, they all died. Yeah, it, it's a very quick finale because mm-hmm. then Moff Gideon dies, and Grogu had me actually in tears this time when he like saved both of them because I'm like, I swear to God, if they pull a Luke Skywalker, I like, use too much force. I was actually so they do. This is my exact thought process. The explosion happens. Moff Gideon's engulfed in flames. Which they looked cut, awful, by they, the way. It did look pretty bad. I was like, <laughs> why is he just standing there? He also his suit. It's cool, but it looked very CGI. It. I feel like I feel like glossy. he had his chest puffed out the entire time. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. It 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 felt disproportionate. But that's that's another story. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. So he he gets engulfed in flames. They do the surface shot of the explosion coming out the hole. Then they cut back into the cave, and it's right before they cut back in. I was like, Grogu's gonna do the Force thing like he did in season one. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. The greatest and it was callback, way better, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he was very much stronger in the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you could tell he wasn't straining as much, which yeah. was fantastic. And then I, I was, I was thinking like he's either gonna sit down like he did the first time, yep. or he's gonna <laughs> he stay did. standing. And he sat yeah, down. And was like, down, yes. Yeah. The the only thing that we obviously skipped over. I mean, we skipped over a lot, but we're kind of just the mm-hmm. highlights. Uh, Bo-Katan lost the Darksaber, and I did not like that at all. Yeah. Like, that's... The Darksaber has been such an icon to the show, and you just destroy it. Yeah. It, it, it'll be back. It's it's literally the representation of Mandalorian heritage yeah. and culture, and you're just going to get rid of it. In but, fairness, though, the last episode did establish when she said, like, they're not going to follow me because of a sword. Yeah. They're going to follow me because I'm a leader. Or that, he said, I'll lead her, honor, and whatever else. Yeah, that's another scene that I, that I would have added, is uh, Din and Bo-Katan talking about um, how the dark saber has been destroyed and yeah. him basically reassuring her like it doesn't matter because like I said we're gonna follow you regardless yeah. it, it means nothing to his people exactly but then we hit the last five minutes and I have no issue with any of these other than obviously it was rushed but we see Mandalore's getting reclaimed mm-hmm. uh, 
probably my favorite. Uh, this is my favorite moment of the entire season, maybe the entire show. Is we finally know why Grogu was brought back into the show when uh they go down to the armor and he's trying to have him not necessarily baptized but uh get the ranks of apprentice. Oh yeah. And she's like, well, he doesn't have a family, and I was I was so pissed for. I'm like, I swear to God, if he's gonna go find his family again, <laughs> and Mando's just like, well, I mean, we we know that, like. I mean, who, where did Grogu even come from? Like, we, what? No, none of us know. And that's the thing. Like, his family yeah. I've seen almost guaranteed doesn't exist about anymore. the whole, oh, well, we never got to see what happened after he escaped the Jedi Temple. They're saving that for another season. Yeah. Or maybe Ahsoka, because I feel like they'll show up in Ahsoka. The, yeah, really the only plot that's missing now is how he got from Coruscant to Tatooine. Was it Tatooine? Uh, Nab- he got in a Naboo Starfighter, so you expect that he went... No, it wasn't Tatooine. It was uh, Navarro. That's where Quill was, remember? It, it most of all season one is on the same planet. But it was in a desert. It's a big planet. Wait, actually it may not have been Navarro. I've, I just thought it was. I I want to say it was Tatooine because it like, wasn't Tatooine. You might be right about being Navarro. That always confused me. Yeah, if season one, there's there's some stuff. Right, because IG eleven's on Navarro in the guild and mm-hmm. then he Yeah. So it must be. Yeah. Or yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense. I think we'll eventually figure out how he got there. But yeah, when he adopts him as a son, I thought that was beautiful. And then he got the name Din, mm-hmm. which I thought was great because I, I wasn't sure if he was going to then go by Grogu Din or Din Gro- Jar. Grogu Jar. Because yeah. like, that sounds stupid. Gro- Grogu, I was thinking the same thing. Like, there's no way they named him Grogu. Din Grogu because yeah. that's how it would have actually happened. They named him Din Grogu because Grogu Jarin sounds weird. Yeah. And his name is actually whatever Jarin. Din is his Mandalorian name. So yeah. he's going to go by the Mandalorian mm-hmm. name. I thought that was great. I also, I really thought for a second when she's like, he can't be an apprentice because he can't talk. I thought for a second. I thought he was going to start talking. He'd be like, what's up, mother? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. I I was worried they were going to pull like a Bumblebee. And you're like, oh, what's he about to say? Yeah. You know, like in uh, Transformers 1 when Bumblebee talks at the end. And he's like, I wish to stay with the boy. Which I've always hated that. Talk again. If Grogu (laughs) talks like Yoda, I'll be... Kind of disappointed to be honest. One day he probably will. But it, like that's a that's a Yoda thing, right? Even Yaddle, True, Yaddle yeah. didn't even Yaddle talk, like talk that. normal. Yeah, Yaddle sounds like Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we get. I guess I don't think we really see Grogu and Din leave. You basically just see uh, Bo-Katan's like about to reclaim Mandal or. Well, they they honored. do the forge thing with the ceremony. Yeah, which they, there's way more Mandalorians than there. Ever I was were. thinking the same so, thing. Like, like there's the end, yeah, yeah, like there were not that man. If there so were that many Mandos, the fight with the Super Commandos would have been over in two. There seconds. was a time jump very much that they let the or they probably at this point there's definitely a time jump. They got the other ones. Yeah. Whatever. So we didn't get to see Paz's like. I would have liked to see like him be honored in like a funeral setting, but yeah, there's too much stuff that they had to wrap up in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we get to see. What else do we see before Navarro? Mando? Mando and Grogu go back to Navarro. No, they go to um, the bar. At oh the yeah, Repu- I did Republic not like base. that scene. Really? I what? Like it, it sets up Mando's future because like does. because Boga, Bo, or was it the armor? Mando. No, um, I don't know why I asked you that because you're not thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, what I'm thinking. The armor says you have to take your apprentice elsewhere. Oh yeah, like yeah, to yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. adventures that's, and stuff. Yeah. So it it sets up like what they're gonna do next because if that's something that's required for his apprenticeship, then you know they need somewhere to go. It's true. Yeah, that's true. 
So I guess it it worked. And also, I like Carson Tava, so I think it's cool that I did too. I just didn't like the whole "Hey, man, thanks for helping us." Like, the, yeah, you're not gonna help. Uh, yeah. And also, that was the only thing my my big nitpick with it. Also, did you notice like Dave Filoni and all the? Yeah, I, that was the, the first background. thing I noticed. I was like, I "Is that Dave Filoni?" It was the hat. I saw the hat, and yeah. I'm like, "Wait a second. Um, they never once mentioned like, "Hey, I was sorry that we assumed it was you guys." Like, clearly. We'll probably get into more of the the New Republic beef with the mm-hmm. Mandalorians because they're not in the sequels. There's some something's gonna go down. Yeah, where they're all getting wiped. I I'm actually I hate to say this because I know it's gonna be a horrible scene if we ever do see it, but I'm excited to see a Mandalorian last stand. I think oh, it's it, gonna I, be awesome. I think it'll be so. Din just... is not making it out of the Mandoverse. He's dead. No, Grogu yeah. is probably not gonna die, but they're gonna have to have a convenient way. They're gonna have to write him out on. at some point because Who? Grogu. I'm going to be honest, and this is my opinion. Because we're now seeing the... I think that he's going to show up in the Ray movie. Like, she's going to be okay. looking for... <sighs> see, it but, makes sense, though. But here's the thing. That's a ripoff of The Force Awakens. Because yes. she's looking for an old Jedi again. But but this is... She's looking for someone to train. Because he's now a Mandalorian. Oh, is, is she looking for an apprentice in this one? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know anything she, about the Ray movie. It's her reclaiming or coming back with the Jedi Order. So I think okay. he's fine, because I think that... Like, when Mando dies, which is going to happen, he's going to not be Mandalorian anymore. Right. I guess we're we're getting way too ahead. Yeah. The last scene, basically, (laughs) that we see is obviously they go back to Navarro. Or that scene, yeah, the whole, hey, uh, you guys can't really protect the Outer Rim, so. Yeah, and then he gets the IG-11 head because. Which was awesome because he's like, why do you, like, I I guess I'll keep it low-key, but I can't really pay you. And he's like, I just want the head. Yeah. (laughs) It's all he (laughs) (laughs) wants. Clearly, he worded it differently, uh, but yeah. I think that would have been the best line in the entire show. That's another episode for another show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's awfully convenient that they had an IG-11 head. It was in, it was when they, when they showed the bar in the first time, it is there. So it's not like, oh, Were, it just suddenly was there. Have the IG droids been anywhere else? Because they're assassin droids. Uh, the IG head, if you watch the A New Hope, the IG heads are... The same heads that they use for the cantina, so they're just unanimously okay. always. So they're just like a commonplace droid. Yeah. Okay. Not common anymore because originally those units, and this is obviously way too in the lore, were not assassin droids, but during the separatist versus mm-hmm. republic, they were. Um, well, yeah, because um, Imperials would have reprogrammed them. Yes, exactly. The final scene, though, we go back to Navarro, which I'm mm-hmm. be honest. Grief Karga is one of the most likable characters. I Honestly, love every time he's on. I, I think I think his character is carried by what's dude's name? Carl Weathers. Thank you. Yes. Um, Grief Karga is a good is, is a, he's a well written character, but if it was any other actor, it he just would, would he not would not have it. that charm. Exactly. He, he's so cool. But we get the we get the callback to the first episode with IG Eleven, and it's a really good replacement for Cara Dune. And I will mention that real quickly: the way that they wrote her out of the story phenomenal they didn't mention anything yeah. controversial just mm-hmm. like she got an offer to work with the uh, new republic yep. uh exploring was it unknown regions or something like something that? like that but that's also true because carson gave her the coin yeah. at the end of exactly so, so like it's it was it's true it's yeah and it's perfect because you fully i went into the season fully expected the they were gonna go throw shade or they were gonna say something like really like oh come on why do you have to say that? yeah it works. I I'd wish that she could be back, but I know that there's crazy stuff it, that were said. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So having IG Eleven, who is also a statue, come back. That's mm-hmm. cool. As the marshal, I like that. Then 
and you knew this was coming, I feel like, since the show began. He was going to settle down Navarro. He goes back way too much. He back gets, to Navarro, you mean? Yeah. yeah. He, get, he gets his place with mm-hmm. him and Grogu. And that final shot we was We get the great. floating frog. Until they did the little, like, aw- awkward the, zoom. Dude. Man, that was terrible. When I saw that, I said out loud, what in the Scooby-Doo is this? It was awful. Because that's what it looked yeah. like. It's very classic to what Star it's, Wars it's ex- I was like, this is a callback to the OT, and that's fine. Yeah. But... <laughs> I that was the only that was like the last hope that Amanda was gonna take his helmet off that like as he's playing with the frog that he just sets it down yeah but you know he's bathed in the waters again so he's you know renewed exactly but this whole season and this is where I think that this show is gonna this whole Mando versus going is they've kind of established that like nobody really knows what the right way to walk is they're just kind of mm-hmm. for now working out how they yeah. Live. Well, and because the armor even said Bo-Katan walks both ways. Yeah. She walks both sides of, of the culture. And we see in the final shot on the forge that we've got uh, children of the watch with their helmets still on and then everyone else has their helmets off. So yeah. it's like a it's a mixture of culture showing that they're okay coexisting. Yeah. For now. Obviously something could change. Yeah. But yeah. Then it just straight up cuts to black and everyone expected an end credit scene. I thought it was going to be like... Uh, I thought it was gonna be one of the guys from the Shadow Council. Mm-hmm. Is like it, you see the hologram version of him, and as the camera slowly turns around, he's talking to Thrawn, and then it cuts because we're I, gonna see Thrawn. And I so think good. that actually would have been a pretty cool end credits. Not the lie. return, no, yeah. Like why call it the return? Yes, they returned to Mandalore, but they returned. To they Mandalore were already like on forty five times. Well, he returned to Navarro. That's true. They only the reason it's called the return very much so is just because she has reclaimed Mandalore mm-hmm. as. I don't know if she's gonna call herself queen. I th- I know that she call- it's Duchess, but Duchess Satine is not anything that Bo resembled. So I don't. Yeah, know no, she- Bo Katan was not. She also ages phenomenally. Jesus, for like thirty <laughs> years that we've seen her, she is. I mean, she's aged, but not much. But also, I've I've been trying to figure out her and Din's age, especially because like, I feel like she's technically still at teenager with ahsoka like they're supposed to be relatively the same age isn't she's because from what i know she's like what 16 17 during the clone wars i believe so during the like the first time she shows up in the clone so wars, she's, she's probably like, 16, like late 40s maybe so, 50 huh? she's that's probably how old she is in the mandalorian is there that much of a time gap between it's from the well, originals oh, right. to for the original right, because to... clone wars took place right before uh revenge of the sith yeah and then we had however 18 long. years, or about 16, 18 for Luke. And then from Luke to the blowing up of uh, the second Death Star, it's about mm-hmm. six years. And it's been about nine years since that event to current day. Right. That's a long time. So she's, Mandalorians must age really well. Well, because, not necessarily because they're all from different planets. No, but she's, no, she's straight up from Mandalore. Okay. Like, that's one of the things. Right. Like she was native. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew that. So maybe they just aged differently. And a lot of people say stuff like that, like, oh, yeah, the reason Obi-Wan aged so much is obviously not because we now have kind of like technology and things that can make us age better than back in the 70s. Uh, the the classic excuse is that two sons do twice the amount of aging. Whatever. Which is probably fair. I mean... You're not going to age the same on every single planet. Yeah, no, obviously. How it is, and but. also the species are different. So, but I, um, Katie Sackhoff is 43, so that's probably close to accurate for Bo-Katan as well. Probably. I still, I don't know. Din, to in my eyes, has always been like in his 40s, maybe like getting up to like he's yeah. old. He, you can tell 
even in season one when he takes his helmet off, like you can tell he's yeah. he's he's out of his prime probably. Um, I'd love to see him in his prime. Even if we got like a yeah. ten minute short of like pr- like pre Empire, I guess his prime was see- was like season one, episode one, when he goes into the bar on the that ice is the planet. best opening to any. It really show. is actually oh Andor's beginning. Like the Andor original seems pretty sick, but we've already known him, so you, you can't say that really. What even? Up. What even is that? It's scene? when you go see the bar looking for his sister, and then the guys. Oh right, and he get and he goes outside, and then he shoots. <laughs> yeah. I'll know. I I see. I was trying to rewatch. I'll never buy the whole. He like pushed the dude to his side. And he dies. There's no way. Second death is that that was expected though. The, the, that first death was like um. What's the dude in Falcon and Winter Soldier that dies from getting hit against a pillar? Oh. Uh, no. No one can. No yeah, one knows his name. His name <laughs> yeah. I know. I know the face. I don't know. The yeah. Name. It's very similar to that. Yeah. That's season three of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your overall out of ten? I give it a seven. I'd probably also give it a seven. I would give season one like a nine. That, that's what I gave season it. Season two, I'd give it an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm not huge on the whole like the Luke thing is cool. Yeah, it is. But it just takes away from the. That's another thing I wanted to say. Um, I'm glad. Right, we didn't talk about the laser barrier fight at all. Um, in the finale, when he's fighting the commandos and R five takes out the. Barriers. Oh yeah, that was okay. Sick. But real, real quick, I'm glad they didn't turn that into another. Um, fates. No, like uh, I, I mean, I guess it is a hallway scene. What is up with Star Wars? Always hallway, hallway scenes. No one will tell Vader, so I don't care. Yeah, no one's stopping Vader. That's for sure. But um, the two two things about that uh, commando barricade fight. Um, one, it felt like a John Wick fight almost. Yes, because it it was getting levels to it, and every single John Wick John Wick fight has levels to yeah, it. There was also not tons of cuts. No, there wasn't. That was the other thing I was going to say. I think that fight could have worked really well if it was a bit shorter and done as a one-shot. Yeah, I, I loved, too, and I don't know if you caught this, it's when one of the commandos, he pushes, and it and the commando falls, and then actually reaches He reaches to, like, so he can hold, grab his blaster, because yeah. he's already dead, and he's falling. Yeah. And, he, yeah, and I, I don't even that. think he got the blaster, he but didn't. then it's the next one he hits, and he grabs the blaster. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Like, very clearly, that was intentional. That was a perfect representation of Mandalorian's being skilled with every weapon because yeah. then he grabs the the mace and the shield and he kicks butt. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I don't know. I like the I like these last two episodes. The funny thing is, I don't remember the rest. <laughs> it's extremely forgettable. Like episode one and two were like brutal. Like episode one was brutal to get through because it's like he's with the clan. Then he goes and finds Bogtan. Oh no, because he goes to Navarro and the, the pirate stuff was cool. I really like what they did the mm, pirates. Yeah. I love that it's like a freak. It it kind of reminds you of Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but like in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I'm shot. I I can't believe they killed off the the captain, Green Shard. Yeah, I was a bit for the for the way yeah. he looked. Well, I'm like, oh, this is a model that they're keeping around. For yeah, the, for like skeleton crew or that, something. Yeah, because like you kept saying the skeleton crew was going to be focused on them. Is is it based after? It's in the uh, it's in the exact same time period. Okay. You wanna, the synopsis. Well, then for I guess that, it's possible that he could make an appearance, yeah. you know, the, maybe the, in the early episodes. That's true. And I'm not going to spoil because there's a big leak on that show, which seems really exciting. The synopsis is that Jude Law's character stumbles across a bunch of kids that are trying to get back to their home world. So he's going to take them across the galaxy to get back to their home world. Okay. So obviously things are going to go wrong. I just remembered, I don't know what triggered this. Um, the whales during hyperspace in episode one, 
never show up again. They don't need to. It's a call. It's a it's a call it's back a, to rebels. It's a call to rebels. I knew that. Yeah, and it's gonna be. It'll show up in Ahsoka. I uh, I will okay. say. I guess we can end it on this. It was a good season. Wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's really any bad Star Wars show other than Book of Boba Fett. And even then, Book of Boba Fett has a lot to like. Yeah, but a the, lot to hate. There's a lot more to dislike though. Yeah, those two Mando episodes are better than most of the Mando episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. That sucks to say. Yeah. Um, if, in terms of rewatchability, I could rewatch all of season one, and I probably would only ever rewatch the finale for season three. I would watch the last two episodes of season three. Like, I feel like you got to watch them together because it's one long episode. Yeah, I agree with that because the whole thing takes place on Mandalore. Yeah. That, that's that's respectable. Same with C- or episode seven and eight of season one because it's kind of simultaneous. And I guess, I, but you can't say that about season two because it's the Mayfield episode, mm-hmm. which was Great. underrated as hell. And then you have the finale. Mm-hmm. But the finale the is the longest episode, I yeah. believe. So it all adds up in the end. But yeah, good episode, good season. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I truly believe that we'll see Din and Grogu and Ahsoka. But that's pretty much all I have. Still waiting on Grogu to get a Mando suit of armor. Oh, once it's fully complete, it's going to be wicked. I fully hope it looks just like his helmet, except it has the <laughs> ear holes. <laughs> or they go full-on metallic ears, and Beskar <laughs> surrounds his ears. Uh, that would be funny. Yeah. I kind of I, I kind of hope he doesn't have a helmet, just to you know break the culture. That's true. And again, hold me to it, people. Grogu will show up in the Ray show, or movie. Conveniently, it's going to be the last film to come out for a reason because the Mandoverse is going to end, and then we're going to see what happens to Grogu. I might just be saying stuff here because I fully was on board with the whole uh, the armor was <laughs> yeah. sus, and I fully expect that she still can be one day. But yeah, she she might pull a Hydra and build evil from the inside of Mandalore. That is not a bad plot for season four. Because oh yeah, we I I guess this I will end it. This this end really symbolizes the fact that we're probably not going to see them for a while. Mm-hmm. We might see them in Ahsoka for like just been passing like she comes through. Yeah. But this is almost like like if this is the end of the Mando show, fine by me. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see like, him in a couple of years. Bring them back when the second purge happens, when they eventually yeah. have to get rid of them to write them out of the sequels. And then yeah. I, I'm I'm content with what they've done with the Mandalorians as a whole. Yeah. Between and, between Clone Wars and these three seasons, I think they're fine. Yeah. Obviously Rebels has a lot of Mandal- Mandalorian stuff oh, too. That's but, right. but this season especially is not about Din. It's not about Grogu. It's about Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. So this so if season four comes out and it's ninety nine percent her, fine by me. Yep. Because we need to see what happens with her. Din and Grogu can live their life. It would they can pull what they did in Boba Fett. It can mostly be for season four about Bo Katan, but maybe an episode or two is kinda like just fun. Hey, here's what Mando and yeah, kind of like what here's what Din and Din are doing right now. Yeah, God, I hate that. I but, like it, but d- I'm gonna Din call him Grogu. Then again, you, you got we, you got to keep calling him Grogu. When we heard Grogu, we're like, ew, it's baby Yoda. Yeah, but it grew on you. Yeah, same with Din. It'll I, grow. I don't think Din and Din will ever grow on me though. Just two characters. That but have they the call same him Mando. Name. Yeah, exclude like they call him. I mean, Jaren. I guess nobody else really knows his name besides yeah. the armor and. A couple of Mandos. The thing I love about it, though, is, like, Grief knows that it's him. Like, imagine a random Mandalorian walked up in that exact armor. He'd probably know. He'd be like, that's not him. Yeah. That's the same. Because they do the freaking Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers handshake every time. <laughs> it's great. But, yeah, we went on for 50 minutes. That's crazy. I mean, that, more. That, that's about what you predicted. Pretty much. Just a little little tiny bit over. But yeah. We'll probably talk more Star Wars soon. But I guess with that being said, we will... Uh, 
Give it a big old bow. Wrap it up there. Yep. And we'll see you guys in a galaxy far, far away. Peace.